but he's way. And who are these meek people you never meet them, do you? Are there any meek people in tonight? Just shout out if you're meek. Yeah. You never meet them. And uh, questions like, did Jesus throw over those tables in the temple because he was upset with the moneylenders? Or was he just trying to make some extra carpentry work for his dad? And very important theological questions like, how long was Jesus' cock? Um, <laughs> Let's try and be grown up about this, please. This is a very important theological issue. When you think it through, it must have been a certain length, mustn't it? That length must have been predetermined by God. He must have sat down and decided. I mean, he was the son of God. Would his dad have been tempted to give him a little bit extra, you know? Chip off the old block. Or, or would the true Messiah have had a humble knob? <laughs> or maybe just a smooth, flat, hairless Grunelaria like an action man. We don't know. Unfortunately, he's got his hands crossed right over there on the Turin Shroud. Unlucky. Something to hide, I reckon. Though, um, that might explain how he passed those three long days in the tomb, hey? Making his own amusement there. It would, it would certainly explain those strange yellowy-brown stains all over that shroud, wouldn't it? There were weekends when I was a teenager, I pretty much made an image of myself in the bedsheet, so that's that. Mystery solved. But most importantly, we're going to be asking, where the hell is Jesus? He promised to return within the lifetime of his disciples. There it is in Mark. So how many millennia are Christians going to continue to wait before they begin to suspect that maybe they've been stood up? <laughs> or maybe Jesus Christ has already returned. Who knows? Maybe he's here in this room right now, walking around in his besandaled feet. He'd, now, he'd wear socks with his sandals. He was a sensible kind of guy. Making holy gestures with his pursuited arms. Thinking wise thoughts with his bearded face. <laughs> I'm not saying that I am the new Jesus. That is for other people to say. <laughs> Delightful Chardonnay. But, uh... <laughs> I have been thinking about Jesus a lot this year, because this year I turned 43. I'm now 10 years older than Jesus was when he died. And I'm bound to ask myself, have I achieved as much in my life as Jesus did in his? Some might argue not. Uh, uh, admittedly, Jesus did some pretty impressive stuff. I'm not knocking him. Amazing things. Not least of which, he managed to get a prostitute to wash his feet with her hair for free. <laughs> and still managed to pass that off as a good and holy thing to do. I mean, that is impressive work from the boy Jesus. But I'll ask you this question, Leicester Square. Did Jesus ever score 702 points in a single game of Yahtzee on his iPhone? I don't think so. There's nothing about it in the Bible, and I think there would be if he'd done that, and I have done that. Uh, I sense some disbelief. Well, here's the proof. Uh, I, uh, I, don't know if you, uh, I don't know if you play Yahtzee, so you, like, you probably do. That is an incredibly high score for a single game of Yahtzee. You'll see, you'll see embarrassing, it's taken me over 3,000 games of Yahtzee to achieve that landmark. I've got a very impressive win ratio of 53%, showing I'm ever so slightly better at playing Yahtzee than a phone. That Jesus didn't do that, so I think that makes me better. And don't say that's not a fair contest, because there were no iPhones in Jesus' time, because he was the son of God, wasn't he? He could have just magicked an iPhone up out of nowhere. He could have had an iPhone 4 if he'd wanted, or an iPhone 5, that you've probably got in the future. So yeah, it might, be, it might even be an iPhone 6 now. I can't imagine they'll ever go further than that. Uh, he, could have had, he could have had an iPhone 4 with all the applications if he'd wanted. His birthday was Christmas, he'd have got double presents. It would have worked out. The fact he never did that proves that I am best than Jesus. But um, the beginnings of this show, the genesis, if you will, uh, came to me on Good Friday last year. I'd gone back to see my folks back in Cheddar in Somerset. Uh, I'd returned from the big city and this time I brought fire. Uh, there, 
they were impressed. Afraid, but impressed. Uh, at the time, I was reading this book, The, uh, the Changing Faces of Jesus by Giza Vermes. It's a brilliant read, if you get a chance to look at it. When it comes to biblical criticism, he's the geezer. Uh, I'm really hoping that's how he starts all his lectures, because it's a terrible waste if he doesn't. God's talking about religion. Now, my parents are lifelong Christians, and I began to attack them for believing unquestionably in something that was so clearly stupid. I argued that Christians have been responsible for most of this world's terrible crimes, torture, genocide, war, nothing decent on TV at 6.15 on a Sunday evening. <laughs> After about 10 minutes of this scholarly assault, I looked over at my father. He was looking a little bit paid. There was maybe even a tear in his eyes. I looked at him, this good, honest, decent, generous man, a man who's Christian in all the positive senses of the word. He's been with my mother monogamously now for over 60 years, despite being in retirement. He works long hours for charity, the community. Only last year, my father was genuinely voted Cheddar Man of the Year. No, no that is hard enough.